2: Cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're gonna make fun of people. We're gonna hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, Farrell on the bench. Prokhorov scores for the Flyers in overtime. The second overtime. 15 minutes into double overtime, Prokhorov from Hayes, and the Flyers win their third overtime game of the series. So it's three all. Game seven, I'm assuming, will be Saturday because they're not playing it tomorrow. I know that, believe it or not, tomorrow, Mafia, the plan is to have uh, the Vegas game if necessary. So if Vegas loses tonight in game six, they'll play game seven tomorrow. And then Stars Avalanche Game 7 tomorrow. And then Saturday is the Islanders and Flyers uh, to be determined the time of that game. So it really is unbelievable that in my opinion, the Islanders had them 3 1 in this series. Just like Dallas, I guess. And they've blown the they've blown it. It's three all. And then Mavia, you can't deny when you win three overtime games. If the uh, seventh game goes to overtime, uh, in-game betting, you're going to bet on the Flyers.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, at this point, you might want to put a little scratch here or there on it, possibly going to overtime, getting one of those little prop bets at FanDuel Sportsbook because that's the only way the Flyers have won so far.
2: Uh, And then now they have to be in their heads. Now, I know that uh, the Islanders, like Carver Hiles, say that's not possible because of their coach. But he's imagining things that they have to be in their heads. They're down 3-1. They they were kicking their ass tonight. They almost had 60 shots on goal, and they couldn't beat them. I mean, that's unbelievable to me. They, they doubled them in shots, basically, in essence, and they still couldn't beat them. I mean, it's unbelievable. And then they lose again. And now they got to play him Saturday for all the marbles and anything's possible. By the way, Vancouver up one zip in this game six right now with about six minutes left in the second. We'll come back. we got a lot more going on on the bench.
0: Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry.
2: The bench 844-843-6879 is the number to get on the bench. Vegas has been on a power play here uh right now, and they still can't score on this Markstrom guy. I'm pretty sure Markstrom's in goal. And the other night it was that um Thatcher, whatever his name was. <laughs> I don't even know what the guy's name is. I was making fun of him the other day. Uh, the backup goalie that uh, is going to be the starting goalie when Markstrom leaves as a free agent. He can leave. Oh, it, that's him again, right? That's the, ba- That's the who, what's his name? Demko's in, uh, Thatcher Demko's in net again. There you go. Now they're going with Demko every night, I guess, after that performance the other night. I bet that uh, upsets Markstrom. What do you think, Muff?
3: Yeah, I think it would. I mean, the same way that Godobin starting for Dallas when Ben Bishop was good to go was uh, probably a little bit of a slap in the face for him. But you know what? I think NHL players are better than a lot of others in other sports about, well, you got to ride the hot hand. And this guy obviously had a great performance. You know, Marksham played, not that he played bad, but his team got down underneath him. This guy's helped try to dig him back out, give him a chance to stay alive and, you know, maybe win this series. So if he's playing well, ride him
2: so anyway i just wanted to say before i forget that i uh i watched the uh kingdom right the whole thing and i know it's old it was like in 2017 right but it just was on i think it um, unless i'm mistaken it was just added to netflix recently right
3: yeah july
2: okay so i watched it all and literally in succession i i literally watched 40 episodes and it was 10 20 and 10 and i watched uh the whole thing and um i don't i really don't care <laughs> if anyone hears me uh talk about spoilers and stuff like that because i just don't care what they think i really don't care if you haven't watched it yet then uh, run run out of the room right now go just go outside and smoke or something uh go to your bedroom go stick your head in a toilet do something Bottom line is, uh, or make a sandwich. You know, I've always uh, believed in making sandwiches. But here's the deal, Mafia. I could not believe, I couldn't even believe in the end when uh, Leonard just made a save on a breakaway for Vegas. Uh, So anyway, I couldn't believe in the second to last episode when um, his kid finally had the onions to tell his father that he was gay and then his dad immediately cuz his dad was basically drunk right they were in a bar and they were they were hammering tequila and his father wasn't having it right he had a he had a you know i think in the last season the father had a massive alcoholic problem right like he was clearly an alcoholic and he was going off the deep end drinking i mean that guy was drinking he was drinking and hiring prostitutes every night of the week right at literally seven nights a week. And that's what he did. And yeah. uh, so when his father, when, when he told the father that he was gay, the father immediately went all homophobic on him right in the bar. And he went outside chasing him. They get in a fight in the parking lot. The bouncer tries to break it up. The kid flips the bouncer over, you know, because he's an MMA fighter. So he just did a, he did a full just Jimmy he just flipped him over and just Totally manhandled the bouncer, just threw him over like a rag doll, and the guy pulled out a gun and shot him right in the heart, dead. I couldn't even believe it. Like I almost fell over when I saw that scene. Wasn't that amazing?
3: It was incredible. I mean, I was watching that show, you know, for pretty much I think most a bunch of July, like a couple a week or so there. And I actually, when I watched that episode, it was after one of our shows. So I had it on that last second last episode, and I was getting ready to go for a run and get a workout in. And literally once I saw that happen at the end of that episode, I'm like, well, there goes my workout. Because then I just sat there on the couch watching for another hour to see what the hell happened, because you can't leave after something like that happens. So I just didn't work out that whole night because I had to watch the end of the show.
2: It was so unbelievable, too, because the – and then the, the the brother, there's two brothers and a dad, right? It's like the three of them. And the, the, the crazy brother – uh, Jay was who was that actor? I thought he was phenomenal in that show. Do yeah, you know I've who that is?
3: I've looked up his name. I've looked it up before, but he's been in a bunch of other stuff. He was just in some Showtime show that I was watching with the where Kevin Bacon was in it. I'm gonna look up his name right now. But yeah, he's Jay. awesome. He's so, in a bunch of other stuff.
2: Look it up. I I thought he was great in it. I'd love to get him on the show. I thought he was great. So uh, he called his dad out right like at the day of the funeral he's like uh the jonathan kid tucker. just wanted what's his name
3: jonathan tucker
2: guy was great in this just phenomenal in this show right he played this crazy lunatic drug addict uh fighter uh he was also in
3: that show snowfall you love as well was as he in that too? yeah he was the, the pilot brother in that
2: one I don't. I don't remember the pilot, brother. What does that mean, the brother?
3: That the brother, of the CIA guy. That it's the pilot. He flies the drugs in for him, and then like he, the guy makes him do like a whole bunch of coke, and like oh yeah, stuff.
2: yeah, yeah. I remember. Now I remember. All right. So, um, anyway, he he questioned the father, and he's like, uh, all the kid wanted was for you to uh, you know accept him. All he wanted was for you to just say, "Don't worry about it. I got you." It's yeah. no big deal. I love you. And he said instead you you called him homophobic slur and and uh you got him killed. And he blamed the father. And then the father went absolutely basically nuts over it. It drove him nuts. And then he went and fought Matt Hughes in the legend fight. And I thought that entire legend fight, uh the last scene, it was almost like a it was almost like a Rocky Balboa scene, right? Against mm-hmm. like Uh, It was that was a great, just a great ending. the The fight with Hughes was fantastic, and I thought the end of it was perfect for what it was about. When he went into the shower and just they showed him just beat up and just mentally sucked the life out of him because he was so psychotic after losing his. He's basically lost everything. He lost his his girl. She lost the baby uh, at eight months. Uh, his wife was a, a prostitute heroin addict I mean everyone on the show was a druggie and junkie and an alcoholic I mean it was that was the craziest show like I've seen like it's as good as animal kingdom as good as I, I don't think it was as good as uh sons of uh, sons of anarchy uh or you know breaking bad but it was right up there I'd put it in I'd put it in the top 10 shows I've ever seen on Netflix what do you think
3: yeah, it was awesome. I loved every second of it. And I think I couldn't believe even more forgetting, you know, killing off your boy, Nick Jonas. There was, I was surprised that they get Matt Hughes on that show and have him lose, you know, cause you've had an <laughs> interaction with Matt Hughes. He's not the nicest guy. He's very cocky. He's a jerk, you know, like he's known for being a jerk. So for him to agree to come on a TV show and get beaten the fight is just amazing to me.
2: Yeah. I said the same thing. Cause he's not easy to get along with and he's kind of a, he's He's really, yeah, you said it best. He's a jerk, and uh, that's all there is to it. The guys, he was a jerk the whole time he was in the UFC. He was a jerk to people. He was a jerk to me. He was a jerk to everybody. He's, isn't he the guy that put me uh, to sleep? He he choked me out or something? Yep.
3: You had him do the choker hold on you, and you found out how much a rear naked choke could really hurt.
2: Yeah, that did not go well for me. I will say that. But I know he didn't like me. I'll give you that much. But, um, you know, it goes both ways. I didn't really like yeah, him either.
3: a long, so. long list. He's got a lot of people he doesn't like.
2: Whatever. And uh, I enjoyed watching him lose to, uh, what was the guy's name in it? Uh, Alby or what, what do they call him? Arby. Albie. Arby. <laughs> I called him Arbies. <laughs> the base. ha! Ha ha! I thought it was a great show, though, honestly. And what was the guy's name? Jonathan what?
3: Jonathan Tucker.
2: Jonathan Tucker. You got to get him on the show. Great actor. I thought he was just phenomenal as the lunatic brother. I just thought he I thought he stole the show. I really did. Uh, Anyway, if you've never seen it, I hope I ruined it for you. And if I haven't ruined it for you, go watch it. It's still really kick ass. I, mean, I got to get in there, uh, into the church a little bit here. I've been, uh, lagging. I haven't been, uh, as involved as normal with the church. So I haven't. I like the real uh, church. <laughs> I just haven't. I haven't. It's not like I'm blowing them off. I'm just kind of busy. You know what I mean? I got a lot going on. And, um,
3: I go pay your tidings.
2: Well, it's kind of, it's kind of hectic with everything that I'm doing during the day. And, um, You know, the TV show and then the radio show at night and then uh, getting it ready is takes way longer than doing it. Right. And then uh, and then I play ball a lot. And on days when I don't play ball, sometimes I golf. And then the days I don't golf, I go uh, now that the gyms are open again. I go to the gym. I, I was supposed to play ball tomorrow at five in the morning, but they canceled it. I guess one of the guys we needed everyone, we needed all the players. And one of them bailed at the last minute. Once we lost him, we didn't have a game. We didn't have ten, right? We had nine total, and that was it. So it would have been four and four, and one guy sits, and they decided not to do it. I would have done it, but anyway. uh, So I'm just really, I guess you could say, busy. And then you got me doing. I got. I'm doing all kinds of things: podcasts with other people, radio shows with other people that I, I, you know, you had me do, and things like this. And then, um, you know, obviously, uh, I got a family. So I'm, you know, I know a lot of it's selfish on my part that I do a lot of things like basketball and working out and stuff on my own, but it is what it is. But my kids are people in your house. Yeah, but I mean they're really busy. Uh, They're back in school now. My kids are in, you know, high school and and middle school, and they're in uh, whatever 11th or 10th and seventh grade. So uh it's it's crazy uh th- this house is jumping i get up at, at 4 45 in the morning and i go play ball and i come home at 7 30 and this place is a uh, firecracker i mean there's a lot going on in here there's you know a lot of people there's a lot of action a lot of you know getting ready and showers and brushing teeth and dressing and slamming doors and people picking them up and running and screaming. And there's just a lot of action, a lot of action. So I am golfing again. I'm golfing. uh, I'm golfing Saturday with your friends. uh, 30 Bar is going with me. She's going to drive the cart with me and hang out all day with uh, Dr. Pete and Dr. Kelly. I'm going to their fancy schmoozy country club to play golf instead of basketball, uh, which I play in the hood on Saturdays and Sundays, right? But I've decided to bypass uh, Saturday uh, and play golf because I play so much basketball, like I'm kind of burned out, right? I'm beat up, my knees hurt, my back hurts, uh, my elbow hurts. Uh, My whole body's ravaged from playing these monsters I play with. I mean, I play with some great players and I mean, it's no joke. I played today for two and a half hours. And I mean, it was absolutely, I felt like I got dragged by a truck when I left there. And I came home, I iced my knees for an hour. I mean, just, I had giant bags of ice on my knees because they are so like kind of arthritic from uh, playing so much. I play outside, I play inside. So, I mean, I'm really busy. So uh, when I usually do this show, when I'm on the air, I do the church. I'll usually check into the church and say a couple of things. And then uh, some nights, I think last night, I may have checked in in the church, and then I just completely forgot to go back to it. Like, I just forget, man. I got, like, so much going on, and there's so much action, and I'm watching games and everything else. By the way, the Clippers game is so awful. Mafia gave up on it a while ago. It's one ten eighty seven right now, and it's just a complete mess. And I called it on uh, Coast to Coast today. Did I not, Mafia? I said... This is going to be ugly. Uh, The the Nuggets are gassed. Ali Frazier, Game 7, it was a a slugfest. It was a heavyweight knockout, hand-throwing slugfest title fight with slow and physical and fat and just uh, absolute evil. And you do not come out of that, in my opinion, and just turn right around 24 hours later and play a, a game against a team that's already two or three times better than you. You can't deny the Clippers are better than the Nuggets. Uh, I said today they don't play defense, and I proved it with this game tonight, one twelve eighty-seven. 87 They don't play defense. All they do is expect Murray and Jokic to score and to keep them in games. That's their whole game plan. Is that about right?
3: That is about right. And, and forget even saying it today. You called it yesterday. You know, You said, hey, great game seven by… You know, Denver, great performance by Jokic. Now they're going to get their ass kicked by the Clippers. You know, he said they're going to be gassed, and they're one-dimensional, and that's it. You know, the Clippers, even when PG-13 isn't playing, you know, at his highest point offensively, he impacts the game defensively. He'll lock down your best guy and slow him down and make him work and tire him out. And, you know, when you have him and you have Kawhi and you have Beverly that you can throw at guys, and then, you know, you forget even the big guys like Harrell that's going to, you know, body you up and make it physical for Jokic. Or, you know, the, the... those guys getting on Murray, it's going to be tough, like you said. And Porter's decent for them, but he's kind of falling off a little bit in the playoffs. And he's young. He's still not used to this. He's still not ready to go like these other guys are. He's not a, you know, a veteran in this game. So they're falling off the map right now and getting their butt kicked by a much better team. And this is what happens every year with in the playoffs with Denver. Yeah. This is to have a nice little showing, and then all of a sudden they play the Lakers or the Clippers or you know Thunder, like one of these teams that were better than them the last couple of years, and they just disappear.
2: So uh, tomorrow, uh, it's it's going to be interesting because uh, the Bucks and Heat play again, and it you know the Toronto game tonight was about uh, we've discussed it already, and I'll, I'll say it again, in my opinion, without a doubt, um, they should have lost the game. the The Raptors should have lost the game. I know that they seem to be in it for sure. They should have been, you know, they were in it because of Lowry, and they were in it because of uh, Van Vliet, right? But uh, Gasol did nothing. Really, Ananobi did nothing. He hit the game winner. I'll give him that. It was an unbelievable shot. I'm glad he hit it. I had Toronto and minus one, so it pushed. But I hit him on the money line to win. And I told you they'd they'd win on coast-to-coast today. And then uh, I got the Clippers, and I laid eight, so I'm going to hit that both ways. But the fact of the matter is, is that uh, the Celtics did whatever they wanted to him. Kemba Walker did whatever he wanted. He did whatever he wanted. Brown and how about Tyson Brown with these monster dunks late and then Williams with a dunk on a baseline, and he doesn't even matter. When they start putting Wanamaker and, and Williams in there, they're using them for so that guys like Smart and all of them can get a little rest because they're playing 39, 40 minutes, whatever, right? So I just think the Celtics are absolutely doing whatever they want to the Raptors because they got four or five options and all of them are producing. And the Raptors are getting really nothing. This is the first time in the series in three games. This is the first time that uh, Lowry or Van Vliet did anything. They did nothing in the first two games. They should be down three nothing, Mafia they should have lost that game. You can't tell me that wasn't a lucky play. Cross court, bomb, inbounds over Taco Fall, all the way from the sideline in front of the bench all the way to the deep left corner and the guy caught the ball with 0. .5 left and jacked up a three and it fell? You can't tell me that's not lucky.
3: That's completely lucky, especially that OG's not a great outside shooter you know, percentage-wise in these playoffs, so I'm surprised that he got the ball, that he was able to get it off so quickly that they got it over Taco Fall. That's incredible. Just That pass, getting it, you know, that pass cross-courts insane enough, but getting it over this giant in front of you and somehow getting it right in this guy's hands where he can just put up the shot so quickly that he actually beats out that clock that I didn't think was possible is amazing. And I liked his quote afterwards. People were talking to him about the shot. He's like, I don't, like, asking him if he thought he could hit it. He's like, I don't shoot thinking I'm going to miss. Like, obviously, if you're shooting that ball, you think you could hit it.
2: Well, obviously, they had no choice. But when you saw the play, when you saw the inbounds guy and I don't even know who inbounded it, but uh, when when they had the ball on the sideline and you saw everyone else running around, I saw Ananobi standing by himself in the corner with no one on him. Did you see him standing there with no one on him?
3: No, I wasn't really looking at him at that point. You know, I didn't think he was going to be the main option. I wasn't paying attention to him.
2: He was all alone. And he was standing there all alone with no one. No one was within 15 feet of him. So when they threw it over Taco Fall, it took time. It took time to throw it. But the clock doesn't start until it hits his hand. So they threw it over. And in that time that it sailed over like a balloon over fall in the sky over everyone and landed in his hand, then Brown was able to adjust and come out and try to block the shot. So when Ananobi shot it, he shot it above Brown's swatting arm, and he barely got it over his arm. I mean, that's how close. It was the same play as Dort last night, where Harden was able to get out and block the shot. This time, Brown was able to, I mean, he got off the ground. Like, you have no idea the hops this guy Brown has. He was flying through the air. He was literally, he was like, I think he was like 13 feet off the ground. That I mean, with his arm. Right. Because he was at least three foot above the rim. Okay, because if you watch the play, watch it again tonight, watch it on your phone, watch it on TV. You'll see in slow motion when he shot that ball, he shot it straight up in the sky and he had an arm. You'll see Brown's arm flying through the air, like 13 feet in the air. He swung his arm at that ball, and and he barely got it off. He barely got it over Brown's outreach arm. Brown flew through the air like he was he was literally, I think Brown was probably five feet off the ground. That's how high up in the air he got. That guy's got some mad hops, bro. Brown was flying through the air like Superman to block that shot. I think the Celtics are playing better defense. I think they're shooting better. I think they're getting more productivity. I think they're moving the ball better. I think they're getting dunks and easy layups and easy bank shots from within five feet all day, every day against the Raptors. I still think the Celtics have the Raptors in big trouble. to 97 the final they whacked the Nuggets the Clippers win game one they lead the series 120 to 97 that was ugly Dodgers lead the D-backs in the top of the seventh at Chavez Ravine 2-zip Pirates beat the Cubs in the day at PNC 6-2 the Mets in a makeup game Against the Yankees, uh, win it nine seven, tie it in the ninth, win it in the tenth on a polar bear uh, home run, a two run shot to left, a walk off bomb deep into the seats for Pete Alonzo. Blue Jays. By the way, the Mets won the season series from the Yankees, and the uh, Yankees are melting like an ice cream cone. Honestly, they're uh, they are going nowhere. They they can't beat the Rays. They can't beat the Mets. I'm not sure they can beat anybody. I'm serious. And you know who I blame for this? I think people would be surprised. I blame uh, Stanton and Judge. And people say, what do you mean you blame them? Well, I blame them because those two can't stay healthy uh, to, you know, save their ass. There's nothing uh, that is more frustrating than watching two guys that are in their prime, that are young that are ripped and shredded like these two dudes. These dudes are pure, absolute, like carved out athletes, right? Like both of them would just absolutely beat your ass, right? They throw you across a room. They're enormous and they're carved like a, like Adonis, right? Meanwhile, uh, do they not remind you of the guy at the gym with the, the gold's gym guy with the big muscles that like the guy's enormous. He's, he's, you know, shredded and ripped and has enormous arms, huge chest. And then they walk around like they're a badass and then they're, they're always the first guy to pull his calf muscle or, you know, uh, hurt his back or tear a pack or it's always something, right? Like
3: with, put them down,
2: right? Like, It's always that guy that gets injured, not the guy that's just normal and average uh, body that doesn't have the giant muscles or isn't, you know, with the six pack and everything else. It's true. I mean, Judge is the best player on the team. Stanton can hit the ball a mile. Both of them are superstars. And Judge is the best player the face of the franchise. And neither one of them ever plays. I mean, never. They literally never play. So, you know, when those are your star players, they're they're your two best players, and they never play, at some point you just have to say, you never play, you're costing us. You never play, you never do anything for the team, but sit on your ass with all your injuries, and they miss the entire season. That's why the Yankees suck. And because Garrett Cole throws too many home run pitches. That's it. What else is there to say? The lineup that they go with every day is candy ass. It's like a minor league team. They got all these young kids playing you would never heard of. Am I wrong, Mafia? I'm not even wrong. They're not. The Yankees, no one's afraid of the Yankees at all. They absolutely do not matter <laughs> at all. This team that is playing right now without Judge, without Stanton, with all their injuries and with hacks like Aaron Hicks playing and old farts like uh, Brett Gardner, they just do not matter at all. I know uh, Mafia at one point was excited about his Mets beating the Yankees, and uh, they won the season series from him, so I guess I'll just uh, go with that. Anyway, uh, the Astros, 8-4 over the Rangers. Blue Jays, 6-2 over the Red Sox. Phillies in extra innings beat the Nationals 6-5. The Angels shut out the Padres. I can't even believe that, 2 nothing. The Angels are an atrocity, and the Padres lost to them tonight? you got to be kidding me. Tell me that didn't cost people on their parlays. Tell me that didn't cost you on your tickets that you had. I roll with the Padres every night, basically. White Sox hit for me. That was my number one play. They beat the Royals 11-6. So I hit the White Sox. I hit the Phillies. I hit the uh, Astros. I hit the Blue Jays. I hit the Pirates. And I got the Dodgers going. So I'm trying to get six of eight. And they're up two zip right now. So. But I got to be honest with you, I, the Mets won. They own the Yankees as much as the Rays do because the Mets took two, took a doubleheader from them last week, beat them again today, down. They rallied in the night to beat them. But they, uh, in all honesty, they stink too. Both of the teams in New York stink. It's unbelievable, Mafia. You can't even deny it.
3: No, absolutely. That's completely true. Mets pitching has let them down so much. I mean, they have, outside DeGrom, they have nothing. They have these reclamation projects with Barcelo and, and Waka. They've both been terrible. Yeah, and Matt's come back. Oh, he's healthy finally. Yeah, well, right back to the injury list, and he stunk before he went there. You know, you have all this bullpen that they built up, apparently. Well, Diaz still sucks and blows games. Then he put Patances in there as a the closer, and what does he do against the Yankees? He walks in the winning run by throwing the ball over the catcher's head. So they were just terrible. They've been struggling. They've had some guys that are hitting well, but the pitching has completely let them down all year. And like you said, the Yankees, you have these huge, you know, boppers that are making tons and tons of money that just never play. And then you add on, on top of it, you know, some of these other guys, whether it be the pitching staff or you know other players here and there, they had what like ten guys at one point all in the IL. It's just incredible how they pay all this money to all these guys and none of them can stay on the field. And it's always the you know the little guys that you're barely paying, or the guys like Brett Gardner that you keep bringing him back because you need someone to play, and he's the only one that can stay on the field besides these guys that you're paying big money to that never play. It's ridiculous.
2: All right, so tomorrow, um, believe it or not, there's 20 games, 20 baseball games. There's so many doubleheaders make your head spin. Here's the deal. The Reds and Pirates are playing too, right? So I'm assuming that's at PNC. I'm pretty sure that's where that game is, and because uh, that's uh, the Pirates are playing the Cubs at home. I'm sure they're still at home. I could be wrong. Anyway, um, they're playing two tomorrow. The Blue Jays and Red Sox are playing two tomorrow. The Yankees and Orioles are playing two tomorrow. The Nationals are and Braves are playing two tomorrow. The Twins and uh Tigers are playing two tomorrow. Uh I mean
3: do you have it, a lot of teams playing doubleheaders, you have a lot of these you know, quote unquote split doubleheaders where they're you know one team is they're in the one stadium, but then halfway through they switch and the other team's the home team somehow, and even though they're on the road, they get last ups.
2: Well, that's exactly what they're doing. So uh for instance, uh if that game's at PNC. Reds-Pirates, game one, Bucks are up first, so that's at PNC. The second game, Reds are the home team. So there you go. So they are playing there. So the other games are Rockies-Dodgers, Chavez-Ravine. That's a late-night game. And then um, Marlins-Rays in Tampa. Brewers-Tribe uh, in Cleveland. The Phillies are at the Mets in City in Queens. White Sox-Royals in Kansas City. Cardinals, Cubs at Wrigley, Astros are in Anaheim, Rangers are in Seattle, Padres and A's in Oakland, and the D-backs, Giants, in San Francisco. Saturday, uh, Rodeo Boy pitches against the Giants, his old team. Uh, Madison, don't look at me, Bumgarner. No one's allowed to look at him because he's uh, God. He thinks he's God of baseball, Mr. Big Shot. Don't look at me. Or I'll beat your ass. Yeah, go ride another steer. I can't stand that, dude. Honestly, it makes me sick to my stomach with his don't-look-at-me BS. Anyway, tonight— right. you can only
3: get away with that when you're good. When you're getting your up in Arizona on this big contract you just signed, you can't be a tough guy anymore. No one's scared of you.
2: Yeah, big tough guy. Big fat ass. Anyway, uh, tonight, Kawhi, in that game, he went off. He had a uh, 29— 12 of 16 from the floor. Perfect game. Uh, PG had 19. Morris Sr. had 18. Harrell had 15. I told you they're too much for them. Lou Williams had 10. He, He played 24 minutes. Zubats had seven boards. George had seven boards. Green had seven boards. Lou Williams had four boards. They just dominated them, and here's the deal: if you don't think Denver ran out of gas, uh, here's your uh, roll call: Jokic with 15, Murray with 12. When those guys have only 15 and 12 each, uh, they have no chance to win because no one else on the team's any good. Uh, Millsap's washed, Grant. Graham was on fire early, hit three threes in the first quarter, and then never did anything the rest of the way. Like, he had nine points in the first quarter and then scored three more points the rest of the game. Why? Because he sucks, too. Harris. Everybody talks about Gary Harris being a great player. He had five points. Please, great player, my ass. Plumlee had four. He's terrible. Porter has come back down to earth, hasn't he? Whatever happened to Michael Porter? Remember in the bubble he was scoring 30 a game? Now he had five tonight. Look at his last several games. I think you'd be shocked. So for the season, he was averaging nine. Now he had five and six boards. And in his last 10 games, I'm going to show you, he's averaged five points in his last uh, 10 games. He usually averages 10 against the Clippers. And he had five tonight. I mean, what do you need to know? He's just not, I mean, he's not performing. He he was lighting it up in a bubble when they first got there. Everybody was talking about, I thought he was one of the five best players in the bubble. Without a doubt. And then now, he's non-existent. Uh, Craig had six. Uh, The other Morris had 12. So they're like playing against each other now, right? The Morris brothers. I think, what was it, yesterday? Their birthday? The twins? I think it was. So anyway, uh, Clippers just rolled them tonight. And so there you go. And then I told you in the Raptors game, uh, the key for Toronto, 31 for Lowry, 25 for Van Vliet. And that was that. So Boston still shot better. 47% to Oh, it's a different. You're right. You're right. Diver Morris altogether. Well, where's the other brother playing? I forget. He plays for the Lakers.
3: Yeah, I think they're both in L.A., right? Different L.A. teams.
2: Yeah, they're both on different L.A. teams. So there you go. And Vancouver leading two to nothing over Vegas. You have got to be kidding me that both of these teams tonight, Philly and Vancouver, are going to win in forced game sevens that's another
3: crazy. situation where the the one team Vegas is like out shooting him almost double. It's like thirty six to twenty on shot. and the kid's just standing on his head making all these saves and keeping him in.
2: Do you think that uh, they're gonna like can you believe Vegas like the best like literally there's there's only Tampa and Vegas have been the best teams in hockey all year, right? And Vegas, are you kidding me? Remember they went to the Stanley Cup Finals their first year. then last year they got eliminated. And now are they gonna get eliminated in seven? By the Vancouver Canucks, because it looks like Vancouver is going to win tonight. But remember, in one of those games, like game five, I think it was, uh, I think it was game four. Game four, they went up 3-1. Remember, they scored like three goals in the third period to win the game 5-3. So anything's possible with that Vegas team in the third period. But right now, they're down uh, 2 to nothing, uh to the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, that is crazy. I can't even believe that they're uh blowing it tonight. A chance to wipe them out and finish them off and they can't get it done. Now, I'm not that surprised the Flyers won, but they got dominated with shots in that game. Doesn't matter how many shots you have if they don't go in. Everybody always talks about all the shots. If they don't go in. Who cares how many shots you have? Remember the eighty-five goal, uh eighty-five saves that Columbus had, Carbasalo, against, you know, Tampa. Tampa still won the game. Bottom line, that was it. So um, Miller scored Jates Miller, the second goal uh, Burton in the first goal. Two zip Canucks right now. All right, for on the bench, uh, don't forget, I'll see you tomorrow at uh, four east, one west on coast to coast on sports grid TV. Uh, Morenci's up next sports rage. Uh, what did you think? Uh, can you even believe the Flyers uh, three overtime wins, and then uh, watching Vancouver now just kicking Vegas's ass tonight, and Demko in goal. The the uh, Knights can't solve him, Gabe.
4: It really is unbelievable. And you know, tonight is just a night of resiliency, uh, Scotty. A lot of people thought, and a lot of people, um, you know, we didn't know. There's never been hubs. There's never been bubbles uh, before. Uh, but a lot of people thought, well, you know, when teams are down, they're not going to fight to come back like they normally would because they're just going to want to get out of the bubble. And we're seeing anything but that, man. It's like the TV show Survivor, Scotty. They don't want to get voted off the island. And <laughs> it, really is, it really is just crazy. You know, you look at the Toronto Raptors, uh, season on the brink, verge of disaster. OG from your, your Indiana. Right. Uh, you know, the Hoosiers uh, gets it done. Monster 3. The Vancouver Canucks, man, you know, Demco, really Demco uh, between the pipes. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, too, you know, their backs have been against the wall uh, basically a million times. They they keep on finding a way. It's been a great uh, great 48 hours of sports, bro.
2: So Hughes just scored, made it 3 nothing Vancouver. We we left uh, the break. It was 2 nothing, and then they scored again uh, a few minutes later. Uh, Hughes uh, scores, so three zip Canucks. Now, when you saw that inbounds pass, cross-court over fall, and you, I saw Ananobi standing in the corner all by himself, I said this on the air before, I couldn't believe how high Brown got to try to swat that shot like Harden did the night before. He literally was like 13 feet in the air with his arm and his wingspan, trying to block that shot, and Ananobi shot it up in the air like a, like a teardrop. I couldn't believe that he got it off And I saw him standing there all alone. I knew he had the shot. All they had to do was get him the ball, and they did.
0: Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie?